0: Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. Uh, this week, we're talking technology, uh, career development, workforce development uh, with the staff at SA Works. Uh, for this segment of the program, though, we've also uh, brought a uh, guest on from Jungle Disk uh, who worked uh, with Nikki and with the staff at SA Works uh, for the cybersecurity. Uh, Job Shadow Day uh, back here in October during National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, this uh, program, we were chatting a little bit uh, between the breaks, and again, I won't steal too much of this, uh, but it sounds like this was uh, an idea that came uh, some through Commissioner Calvert, uh, and uh, so we had him... Uh, on CyberTalk Radio talking uh, about this um, actual topic. So if you wanted to hear Commissioner Calvert talk about this in more detail, uh, along with all sorts of other things that uh, they're working on from a county government perspective to help workforce, you can listen to the rebroadcast of that on our website, www.cybertalkradio.com, as well as on uh, iTunes podcasts on your Apple devices or uh, Pocket Casts or your favorite podcasting app on an Android device, or if you uh, are a kid and you just happen to love YouTube like my kids do, uh, you can see us on YouTube as well and you'll see a great still image photo of of Commissioner Calvert and I as you can listen to the audio uh, in the background of us having the conversation. So, Zach, can you go ahead and introduce yourself real quick to everyone and then... uh talk about uh, how did you uh, get connected to SA Works to get us set up as
1: uh, one of the locations here for this Cyber Job Shadowing Day. So my name is Zach Levin and I'm originally from London. I moved to San Antonio uh, almost three months ago to start working at Jungle Disc through a fellowship uh, for college grads called Venture for America and through that through the kind of match process that they run which sounds to be remarkably similar to what SA Works does for internships I discovered Jungle Disk and am very excited to now call San Antonio home. Uh, and as part of my role here at Jungle Disk, I work as the chief of staff to uh, Brett, uh, our CEO, who's the host of CyberTalk Radio. And a chunk of what I do is uh, involvement in the community and helping Jungle Disk participate in wor- in working with the community to generate the workforce that we need to be able to keep growing as a cyber, tech, cyber security, cyber technology company in this region. And so it was really wonderful to be able to work with both Shauna and Nikki, as well as uh, Romanita from the, the SA Works team to put together a day talking about the kinds of roles that we that we hire for, the kinds of opportunities that there are in technology, and what you need to do to be able to access them yourself. So uh, as you said,
0: you've only been in town here for uh, a couple of months now, and as I think when folks hear education, Nikki, they think, well, especially school year and field trips and all these things, these, this must be planned out. If I want to call you now, I can think about doing something in the 2018 school year, but that does not sound like the case. This, uh, programs can come together much more quickly than that if you have a, a, an employer ready and willing to take a group of students in for the day and show them um, some of the opportunities and really provide them some structured training uh, during that time as well.
2: Yes, well, one, we have a great community that's willing to jump in and roll up their sleeves. San Antonio is known for that. But, two, I think it's time for um, IT Cyber to tell their story. We have a very robust, prolific past here in San Antonio, and I don't know that everybody knows about it, especially the students. So it was important that we do something. um, Geekdom's the perfect place just to show that entrepreneurial spirit, how everyone works together. And, of course, Zach was super enthusiastic. um, So I think it was a perfect fit when we thought – IT Cyber Awareness Month, because it is a national awareness month, who could we go to? So it was the first stop. Um, Zach had so many ideas, really, honestly, we could have done anything for that half day. So he really pulled together um, a, great, a great day for the students. And it's easy for me, because I have a lot of good relationships with the school districts. Um, so if I call them and say, hey, we're doing this in a month, they will do it, because they want the opportunity for their their kids. And that's just the relationships we've built in San Antonio.
0: Yeah. And so you had three uh, or three more of these cyber uh, workshops going on on the same day, correct?
2: Correct. So we did um, a geekdom was kind of the heart, the hub. Um, and Commissioner Calvert was here because he really did want to kick off something major for IT cyber. We had out at um, Port SA, we had IP secure host. And then we had several other locations um, in town. And this was new. This was sort of a brainchild of. Let's do an industry specific job shadow. Um, And so that's how it came about. We had a lot of IT companies a little nervous. What are the kids going to see? We have a lot of cyber defense that you really can't see anything. We're not allowed to see anything. So it was how are we going to get that off the ground? And so that was our challenge. And I think Zach, you know, he stepped up to the plate and made it happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, It was a lot of fun, and and for the uh, kids out there, if you're thinking, oh, I want to get involved in the cyber stuff, if your school does not have a Cyber Patriot program right now, um, it's a little late to get started this season, Uh, so the first uh, uh, match just happened, but it's a team sport for cybersecurity, Uh, it's a a great program, a great way to get involved, so... I think as uh, some of these employers, if you've not heard of CyberPatriot, start putting that into your recruiting and talent pipeline. These are uh, kids that are learning to work as a team doing cybersecurity. Um, Just instead of playing football, they get to play CyberPatriot. And with that, uh, I think as employers become more aware of what's going on, even down at the middle school level, um, and especially into high school, they get pretty advanced there, uh, that... They can have meaningful conversations with these students about uh, technology, about Linux and Windows and networking and um, packet traces and all sorts of uh, cyber topics uh, that you would not have expected a high school student to have any awareness of even a few years ago.
2: And it's important, Cyber Texas, actually, Chris and Adam and Joe were pivotal in this as well because they bring that into the classroom. And a lot of teachers haven't heard. A lot of teachers might not even know what Linux is, um, believe it or not. So we, we really need to be able to bring that to them. And that's part of job shadow when they come out, but having cyber patriots and cyber Texas in your school is critical for that knowledge.
0: If you wanted to learn more about cyber patriot, I'm going to go back and recommend you, uh, hop on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. You can also, uh, go to your favorite search engine and put in cyber texas foundation and they'll have a bunch of information on their site about uh cyber patriot and getting uh, your son or daughter or school uh, involved in cyber patriot uh, and w- learn uh, more about what they can learn there in those programs that uh, we've had teams on uh we've uh, been actually out uh, the mayor does a uh cyber cup luncheon uh, each year for award ceremony for the kids Uh, and uh, we had on a team of uh, all females I know Nikki you mentioned a little bit about this of like can female young students see themselves in a cyber or IT role Um, and there's all female teams competing in cyber patriots so um, this is one of those sports where uh, this is not uh, just for the boys, Uh, this is boys girls, everybody in there to get involved Um, and that one of the all-female teams uh, beat everybody this last year. This was, I think, it was a middle school team. It was a pretty amazing one. So, uh, great news, and you you can hear more about that and, and conversations with those students uh, on uh, our website www.cybertalkradio.com, and you'll see the. Uh, episode archive button there and then there's a search engine to let you look in through uh, all the different conversations we've had so uh, as an employer we heard from zach there a few minutes ago on uh, what it was like for him to to get plugged in but and before the break it said you can go to your website uh, for employers to get uh, involved so if they've got an idea on what they want to do how walk them through that whole process of go to your website which is what again Sure,
3: sanantonioworks.org Um, They can apply to be a um, job shadow host, and that is just a click of a button, really just saying their company name and a contact number, and um, I will be in touch with them. And really, we help the employers every step of the way. Um, As Nikki alluded to, you know, some of our employers work for the DOD, and there's not a lot that they feel like that they can show the kids, but you'd be really surprised. As we've been talking about, you know, uh, October was National Cybersecurity Month, and we had 11 companies sign up. Um, Some companies only had five or six people working in there. And we came in and we um, developed an agenda, simply things like, okay, tell us the story of your employees who work here. So one of the gentlemen, well, he loved to play video games in high school, and that's all he wanted to do was play video games. And I said, great, tell that story on how you played video games and look where you are now. And so that was very relatable for students, especially eighth graders who, you know, that's their sole communication with their buddies is playing video games. And so they would be able to easily connect with this gentleman saying, yeah, you know, I played video games all the time. I went to college and I just preferred to play video games. And look at me now. Look at how I use those tools and what I learned to where I am now working for um, contractors with the DOD. So it was very inspiring to the students. Um, again we help everything turnkey to even providing vendors that they can organize for lunch Um, we organize everything with the school nikki gets the classroom the schools are in charge of all the transportation really it's just asking an employer to open their doors find some um, employees who are willing to spend some time with these students and it's it's a quick four hours really quick
0: yeah it, it went by uh very fast it was uh great to see the level of engagement from the students as well, because I, I came in uh, for a portion at the end to kind of judge uh, in a little panel we had of some of the, the work that they did project-wise, and while this was going on, there's 40 kids sitting out in the audience, and there's a handful of them up on stage doing a presentation, and one as a judge I was sitting watching, one of the things I noticed was none of the kids had their cell phones out. Um, that's impressive yeah this was a pretty special day for them because like you've got a whole bunch of high school students that for four hours and by the way they're we're doing this judging and stuff's going on and there's pizza and there's all sorts of reasons to be distracted and they were all engaged paying attention to what was going on and really um, learning and taking this opportunity to see uh what they can go do and, and to actually show some of what they were able to do during, uh, that job shadow work effort period that they had there leading up to the the presentation at the end of the day.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, not only is it the student getting, um, the benefit of hearing from these employers, but what we've heard on the flip side, kind of a halo effect is, um, maybe an owner or a CEO or someone in upper management sees his employees, engaging with these students and really reliving on why they enjoy working there what do they love about the culture what do they love about the industry or career that they're in and um that goes a long way you know when you can re-energize your employees to remind them why they're here that's a big boost to morale so um so we kind of call it our halo effect
0: yeah so For an employer on the job shadow day, they go to your website, they say, hey, we would like to do this in one of the next month or two. You work with the school districts to get that all set up. The employer's responsible for providing a venue.
3: A venue. So um, some location. They're responsible for providing the agenda for the day, which we will work with. And then we ask them to provide lunch to the students. And normally it's like pizza and sodas.
0: Yeah, that that makes every middle school or high school students day to get fresh hot pizza and (laughs) soda yes Yes. exactly Or bottled water or whatever else right whatever else they
3: need and i will say we have um each year we do a city wide job shadow day it's on february the 2nd this year it's a friday so um we are starting to recruit right now for um employers to submit their name saying i would like to host um a school, a classroom, you know, whatever that looks like for them. Uh, So please go on sanantonioworks.org. Let us know you're interested, and we'll be in touch and match you up with the class.
0: Yeah, so and these... For hosting in the venue, we had, I think, 41 students show up for us. But what's the kind of size range and number of students that someone uh, sh- should commit to hosting?
3: Sure. So our preference is, you know, schools, it's a big expense for them to, to rent a bus. And so um, the preference is a classroom. So that could be anywhere from 20 to 30 students. We will certainly work with you if you are a small company and can only host a small number. But truly, our preference is just to make it worthwhile um, for everyone involved Because for an employer, it takes a lot of work to prep this day. And you really want the most students you possibly can host um, so that they can hear your message. So we prefer between 20 and 30 students if possible.
0: Yeah. What if I wanted to do 100? Does that work? Or does it get unwieldy at some point? No. You
3: know what? We have companies, as a matter of fact, CPS Energy, um, they want a hundred eighth graders So talk about setting the bar high. Yes. Um, Because, again, for some companies, it takes a lot for them to mobilize all of their employees. And they really put on a show for these students. And so, again, they want the most students possible to hear their message and to interact with their employees. So absolutely, there's no number kind of off the
2: table.
0: Yeah. Get, we'll get creative is what, I, what I'm hearing yeah, and seeing exactly. on both of your Exactly. We work so with
2: you, all, all of it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if, if you're out there uh, working in a, a community development or you know the folks at your company that do that and want to get involved here in uh, helping workforce development and, t- and uh, showing kids opportunities uh, for careers at your company, I know we're here talking cyber talk, and if you're listening to us, uh, you might be interested in cybersecurity. But even if your company is outside of cybersecurity, this job shadowing Program, uh, could be cyber careers at your company could be one thing that gets mentioned there, but it could be all the rest of the careers at the company as well. Uh, so there's, as, uh, they said earlier in the program, no industry, uh, no job type that is off the table. Um, and I think what you're looking for is skilled across all of these that where folks are learning here and they're really, um, I'm going to say getting into a career, not just a job.
2: Correct. Yes, a career pathway. And I think the beauty of it is it shows students that tech is in everything. We often say STEM. Well STEM isn't everything. Tech is in everything nowadays. You can't you can't even change oil in a car without a computer. So I think the beauty is if they go to H E B they think checkers and baggers after job shadow they think Eighty thousand employees that do everything but checkers and baggers, so I think that's the beauty of the program. It also allows um, you to sort of preview what's out there, right? Maybe maybe you remember a student from your job shadow day that you might want as your intern. So our programs really build on each other and allow you to to survey the talent in Um, San Antonio.
0: I like that scheduling. So you've got the job shadow day, early February, and then you have the Mm -hmm. summer internship hiring in March.
3: Absolutely. So it's fresh in your mind.
0: Yeah, so as an employer, if you want to get involved in the summer internship program, great to also get involved in the job shadow day ahead of time to um, work on your uh, recruiting pipeline for that summer internship program.
3: Yeah, and truly that's kind of what we hope to gain from job shadow days really truly using it as a platform. Um, I remember the first year that the county hosted students um, there were three students that walked up to uh, Judge Wolf and said hey do you have any internships here and he said no I don't believe we do high school internships but we should and then that next summer the county took 16 high schoolers uh, in various departments so we do hope that employers will see the value Um, the curiosity, the intellect that these students provide and um, bring them onto their employment place.
0: Yeah, we had the the, uh, head of information technology for the county stopped by the job shadow day down here at Geekdom uh, and was really impressed with uh, all the kids there. So maybe the IT department at uh, the county will be picking some of those ones up for this uh, next summer internship program. I'm sure they will. Commissioner Calvert, if you're listening, (laughs) there were kids there that want to work for the county. (laughs)
2: And the beauty, too, is school districts, their accountability kicks in this year. So internships were a nice-to-do, uh practicum, as they call it, your senior year. Now TEA is going to judge or um, credit a school if they do a number of internships. So there's going to be a lot of students and schools out there asking for this this summer just to let the employers know. Um, so a good way is to get involved with us so we can help vet those students and take you through it, kind of dip your toe in the water and help you out. If you don't have a high school program,
0: so when you say TEA, so that's <laughs> Texas Education Agency. Is yes, that what that stands they for? are
2: the state um, entity that has all the accountabilities for the schools.
0: Okay, and so now they they before we had the school accreditation program where you could be recognized, you could be all these different things. But I heard they got rid of that. Right. But now they have some new program where internships are going to give s- schools some recognition.
2: So they threw out their college and career readiness the last couple of years, and then they realized, do we have criteria for what that means? So yes, you can pass the SAT, things like that, but what does career ready mean? So now it's internships. It's those real-life job experiences, and that was something that just came about because we kept throwing it out there, and well, what does that mean? How do you know if you're career ready or not?
0: Yeah. So uh, for the schools and for the school administrations, it sounds like their school boards, they're all figuring out how do we place all of these kids, because we have... Uh, how many high school seniors here in the San Antonio area?
2: So we have tens of thousands of seniors right now that will be looking for internships. Um, so we really need to to help them and help employers get into the right schools. So like you said, East Central, Southwest that you hosted out here. What's a good program for IT? What's a good program for manufacturing? We can help with that.
0: Yeah, well, on TRTF, getting some more stuff going over on the east side of downtown here. If you haven't seen that redevelopment project announcement, just put in a TRTF, and I said ice factory ice plant uh yeah it, you put that into your favorite search engine uh it's it's over by the alamo dome going to be a major uh development uh, over there for tech and um internet of things and uh, a whole bunch of stuff going on there uh, not ready for this summer's internships but it's going to be uh, a couple years from now much more uh, up and going in that location as well so yeah, when with this requirement, so uh, schools and school districts, are they are they setting bars and targets of what percentage of their kids they're trying to get placed in internships this year?
2: So they'd love to have all their seniors in CTE courses. Um, I don't think they have a percentage yet, um, but they have career advisory boards and they are really leveraging business partnerships. But with that can come employer fatigue. So another way that we're trying to help out is to make sure we can regionalize all the employers in this area of town. Let's look at these school districts to help with a better strategic approach. Because the last thing we want is to fatigue our employers or people moving to San Antonio. So we want to help with that as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is, this is a, a major initiative that requires uh, coordination between the school districts and the private sector. Has, I mean, all of these folks, as you said, the county took 16 interns last summer. They're not taking 10,000 interns themselves. Yeah. The city of San Antonio is not taking 10,000 interns. Um, even some of the city-owned um, uh, and, and a kind of operated extended entities like CPS might take a good number of interns this summer. But all those kids are not going to go to city or county or related agencies Uh, So this is really going to require a a cooperation between the private sector and uh, the schools on this. And, you know, a lot of work uh, for the the two of you.
3: Absolutely. And I think that's where SA Works can, you know, be the most beneficial is um, the schools don't have staffing that can kind of play the matchmaker. Um, They're dealing with the students. They're dealing with graduation plans, things like that. They really need an outside um, you know, entity that can also speak employer talk. And so that's where we become that that ally with the school districts is really helping them get their students placed. And, you know, we hear a lot of time from employers. Well, what can a 16-year-old really do? Well, that's where Nikki and I say, well, let me tell you about HEB, where they hired four 16-year-olds to work in their electronic maintenance department, working on fixing hardware that goes back into the HEB stores. They saved the company $34,000 uh, with just within six weeks, that didn't even include what they paid them for their salary, and um, so we like to use that's what students can do. Yeah, I
0: mean, you can you can put interns in to do real, real work, real projects. Uh, but my preference is, uh, as we bring interns in, we, I put them on, there's all these activities, these things that we could be working on that we're not doing right now, that if they get done, they could turn into something new and magical. Um, and if they don't get done, though, the trains are still going to run on time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Just like with any new hire, and and an intern, you're going to bring them in. You know it's a finite amount of time. So as you bring in those folks, you need need to thoughtfully develop programs. But we're not a giant company uh, ourselves, and we've done a a good job, I think, bringing some college-level interns in, and we're looking to – um, extend ourselves down to high school potentially this year. So maybe we'll be one of the ones in the, the program here. All right, um, But yeah, definitely uh, over over time uh, on this and even potentially some long-term internships, it sounds like some of the schools like Cast Tech are talking about where they'll have the students not only in summer internship programs, but their senior year, they may be um, in a long-term internship even throughout the school year. Are you seeing that in any of the other schools?
2: I am. The challenge that we've found this year is practicum is two class periods. So you ask an employer for someone to come the beginning of their day or the end of their day. Um, by the time they get here, you know, it's difficult to ask. So we're working with school districts that become more creative with the old A, B block. So that sort of co-op model of the olden days, I'd like to say, where the student could be off for half a day or they could go to the employer three days a week and then be in classroom two days a week. So we are trying to work that out, but it is a barrier that we're working through.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I I creatively did some of that myself. Back in school, I took uh, some night classes and some summer school, even though I hadn't needed to go take it. So my senior year, I didn't have any classes after lunch, and I went and worked a half a day um, as an office manager doing some IT, hands-on, a little bit of techie stuff uh, then. So uh, I think as an individual student, you can make some of that stuff work, but it's complicated, and I appreciate you working with the districts to um, get the stuff set up to make it real – practical uh, for those uh, students to go out and get involved. So you've been listening to CyberTalk Radio. Uh, We've uh, been discussing technology and workforce with SA Works. If you uh, just happen to switch the radio dial over to us now, um, you can listen to the full rebroadcast and replay of this on Tuesday. It'll go up on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. Uh, as well as iTunes Podcasts or Pocket Casts on your Android device. Uh, If you have been listening to us on the rebroadcast or replay, thank you for staying with us through the end of the program. Um, And thank both of you uh, for joining me this week.
2: Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you.
3: From the dark web to your radio dial, you are listening to CyberTalk Radio
0: on News 1200 W-O-A-I. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year Internet security veteran. This week, we're going to be talking technology, workforce development here in San Antonio, and our technology labor force. I'm joined uh, by a couple members of... SA Works, that's not an acronym. We were discussing this here just for a moment off the the air. Um, We'll allow you to both uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, give your background and how did you uh, decide to become part of SA Works and get involved in this.
3: So good afternoon. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, My name is Shawna Goodman. I'm the Director of Employer Engagement with SA Works. Um, I have been in the advertising and marketing business for about 20 years, uh, 15 locally And um, when I heard about an opportunity to work with students within the kinder through um, higher education and helping them get on their career pathway, uh, I just knew that that was an opportunity for me. I have three children of my own, and every day we're talking about career opportunities and things that they want to do in the future. So this was um, a true calling for me to help students,
2: you know, get in the right industry. And I'm Nikki McNish. I am the Education Engagement Director for EssayWorks. And I have a unique blend of both corporate and business experience and having been a teacher in Northeast Independent School District. So I can understand both sides of the equation when we're talking about what can be implemented in the schools and what um, is doable in the labor workforce.
0: So uh, SA Works, um, for those that have have never heard of it before, how do you uh, give them the the high-level explanation of what the organization does overall?
3: Sure. So Essay Works was started in 2015, um, thankfully, by a generous donation by Charles Butt. Um, That was in response to House Bill 5 being passed by the state legislature. And what House Bill 5 basically said was eighth graders in the state of Texas were going to decide what their career pathway would be in high school. So as you can imagine, a 13 or 14-year-old trying to decide what I want to do in high school, what career options should I take, was a little daunting. Uh, Mr. Butt knew that education and industry don't always talk very well. They have two different languages. So EssayWorks was really created to to be that bridge between industry and education. Uh, We were incubated at the San Antonio Chamber of Commerce, and then um, through our industry-led board... They decided that this also, um, while the K through 16 that Charles Butt started um, was very focused on a long term workforce approach, um, we needed to also focus on the short term workforce approach. And um, so we shifted gears. We are now partnered with the San Antonio Economic Development Foundation and um, sponsored by the city and the county, and um, working also on short term, midterm, and long term workforce programs.
0: So we've had folks on from Project Quest before. So uh, how do you all work with them? Is that a a county-funded initiative, I think, at Project Quest or initially there?
2: So uh, Project Quest is a part of the city delegate agencies, and we really worked hard this year to join with the community partners. We didn't want someone thinking, okay, SA Works, the new shiny penny in town, we do the same thing. We wanted to bolster what they already do and add value to it. So we worked really hard to do that, and Project Quest has been doing – amazing for years. So we're just helping work with them to find pools of talent that they can upskill.
0: So if you wanted to learn a little more about Project Quest, uh, you can listen to past episodes of CyberTalk Radio on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com, as well as uh, iTunes podcasts or Pocket Cast. uh, is this is one uh, big issue and we talk about workforce development here in san antonio and education uh, on this program on a regular basis because the cybersecurity security workforce um, we have hundreds of thousands of job openings across america and it's really i believe this is probably millions of job openings, um, but the employers just won't even bother posting them because they know that if they post it, they're not going to get qualified candidates if they get any candidates at all for a uh, security analyst or uh, other more advanced uh, cybersecurity Type position. So this is is one where we'll also talk more deep technical cybersecurity issues in the program, but uh, without the, the workforce development, without folks learning the technology skills they need, then I'm not going to have any listeners to this program 20 years from now because uh, there's not going to be anyone that can do these things. So this one is really important, and the efforts uh, that EssayWorks contributes to uh, making this better here in San Antonio. And then uh, ideally with all of these programs, other folks will learn from this uh, in their cities uh, and counties and be able to implement similar things so that we're giving kids the opportunity uh, all across America to uh, participate in the changing economy that we have. So. Um, I hinted a little bit about uh, what you, you do specifically, but in, we participated here, uh, the Geekdom Community and Jungle Disc, in a, a job shadowing day here for cybersecurity that happened at our location and a few other locations all across the city. I think this is a good one to talk to our audience about what type of programs does SA Works put into place uh, to to help kids explore these career opportunities coming either out of middle school into high school or while they're in high school?
3: Yeah, so um, EssayWorks offers three programs um, within our um, programmatic portfolio. The first one being a job shadow day. Um, It's not your typical job shadow day. It's not a one-on-one, you know, go hang with the employer, kind of be by their side all day. Um, Those make employers very uncomfortable. No one wants to have a kid attached to them for eight hours a day. So what we've designed is um, an employer will actually take an entire class of students. So that might be 20 to 30 students ranging from eighth graders all the way up to seniors. We let the employers decide It's for a half-day opportunities for these students. So they'll arrive at the employer's locations around 9 o'clock in the morning. They stay with them till about 1 o'clock. The employers are asked to give them lunch. But more importantly, we're asking the employers, tell them what it's like to work in your industry. Tell them about the culture of your company. Tell them about the social skills that they're going to need or certificates, or do they have to get a college degree? Could they just have some certificates right out of high school? Um, It's really important for students to get this opportunity because I'll tell you what, most of these kids have never stepped foot in an office building. And just the power of seeing executives and the power of hearing their stories on how they got there, it's very inspiring for these kids.
0: Yeah, we had uh, down in uh, uh, San Antonio, born and raised, uh, Lorenzo Gomez, who just wrote a book, The Cilantro Diaries. I'll plug that here on the the, the show. It, uh, he was down uh, talking to the, I think we had 41 students in at uh, our job shadow day. And I think a great example and role model there for um, kids to see. And if you're uh, a parent out here in San Antonio, um, I recommend The Cilantro Diaries. I think it's only a $0.99 cents or $1.99 maybe on Kindle now. Um, if you buy the ebook version, uh, it's written for a high school student to be able to read it and understand it and comprehend it, and uh, be able to see that you've got a, a example role model of someone who's gone and made a career in technology here, coming from uh, starting and working at a Handy Andy. Um, yeah, then he moved up to HEB, Mr. Butt's company, and. Uh, he was much happier to work at HEB than he was Handy Andy, which I don't think Handy Andy's even around anymore now.
3: No, I don't think so. No. And you know, and also he, um, Lorenzo had picked Health Careers High School, yeah. and he got in there, and he realized, you know, by doing job shadows and things like that, that that was not the industry that he wanted to be plugged into. So if we can allow these students at an early age to get engaged with employers to see what the culture's like, what they really would be doing a day to day. It's going to save them a lot of time and money for their future.
0: Yeah. This college is is getting to the point where uh, if you go pick the, quote, wrong degree program, uh, and you can't afford to go back and get a second degree these days. You can barely afford to get the first one. Uh, But the, the, the days of going and majoring in one thing and then deciding, you know what, I want to change it and spend an extra year there. It's pretty hard financially to go through and do that now. And you end up seeing these stats that none of us like where um, after years five or year six, kids just drop out and they get a job because they can't get any more loans. They've maxed out on all of that stuff and um, they can't afford to continue going. And they're still finding their way at the college level. Exactly. Yeah. So in San Antonio, uh, what are we seeing go on in our workforce uh, shift here and in the school district shift here. I know we were talking, and for those listening outside the San Antonio area, we've got a little bit of a unique situation, I think, here from a school district perspective, and um, maybe one of you can share more of that. But we have 14 cities, I believe, inside the Bexar County. So San Antonio City and Bexar County mostly overlap with each other, but there's uh, 14 more cities inside there, Alamo Heights, Terrell Hills, Castle Hills, a whole bunch of these. But we have even more school districts than that, though, if, if I'm understanding correctly.
2: Yes, there's 17 independent school districts just within Bear County. And if you add surrounding counties, it's even more than that. So not everyone is doing everything equally. We do have um, TEA, the state, mandated of what you should do. But how you do that is very different. So business involvement is critical. And if you look at some of the school districts that are maybe on the outer cusp of the city district, um, they don't have access. To downtown or maybe they don't have access to certain businesses so it's been really important for us to uh, as I like to tell the students be match.com for employers and schools be able to bridge that gap and say hey Toyota maybe look on the other side of town there's some great students learning what you need and vice versa so that's been a critical role for SA works and I would say from a labor market standpoint and what we're seeing all over the US but especially in Texas is we have over 300,000 people that have some college or some post-secondary with no completion. So we have a real opportunity in the city to upskill these people like with a Project Quest or a community partnership and get them in these critical jobs.
0: So with the, the 300,000 folks in this area that could advance their skills, uh, we don't really have much unemployment in San Antonio, though. I think nationwide now we're sneaking up on the 4% number, but San Antonio we've been below 4% for quite a while. So how do you convince folks that are in a job to, right now, spend some time advancing their skills and education uh, to go get the next job?
2: I would say most of that is access. Uh, It's not that they, for lack of trying, or that they don't want to, it's what do they have access to. And part of that is working with the employers, like what Shauna does, and getting the awareness piece and the word out there, and making sure they do have access to it. And I would think the other key piece is just making sure to meet them where they are, because some of them have an interest um, and they want to do it. They're not quite sure if they can, women especially. Could I do IT? Is that something um, they don't necessarily see themselves in that role? So having a role model or a mentor that looks like me uh, came from my story. Like we said, Lorenzo, totally different career pathway. And look at him now, um, sharing those stories. and Yeah,
0: because yeah, I mean, we have a large uh, call center workforce here. So you have folks that are inside. They're working at a desk. They're taking phone calls. They're doing... Uh, low-tech phone support, though. So they may be uh, helping folks with credit card processing. They may be f- helping folks with insurance claims. They may be doing all sorts of, of low-tech, um, and those are entry-level roles. Um, like I have a, a son that's uh, doing entry-level tech support for Apple here uh, in San Antonio right now. and um, the the So the folks there that have those years potentially now of call center experience, which tech hiring, uh, they want those years of that experience working customer cases and tickets and learning all those base skills um, tapping into to that pool of folks and showing them what these next-level opportunities are. Now, um, with SA Works, you're primarily focused, though, on the, the kids that are already in school or maybe enrolled in one of our uh, Alamaria area colleges, or are you also going out into um, career centers where people are working right now and trying to help them understand that they could go affordably to a San Antonio college or they could um, apply into some of these other programs that are not expensive?
2: I think we we work well with our community partners because we are um, a mighty band of four, a total team. So I think that we leverage our partnerships very well and we don't want to pretend to be the expert on everything so we want to send you to someone who is. I think we have employers that are keeping people sustainable. That's a big thing. When you have someone that wants to upskill, how are you going to keep them making the money they're making now while at the same time upskilling themselves? So we need to take care of that. And so we've got the Workforce Solutions Alamo, the Project Quest, a lot of delegate agencies, Goodwill, that are doing this. Um, so we work very closely with them.
0: Yeah. So uh, across San Antonio right now, so uh, we've got low unemployment. There's lots of job openings still. Uh, what kind of vacancies are you seeing right now if you've had a, a kid in high school um, and they're or coming out of middle school and they're going to have to pick that track in high school? Is there? Areas that are going to be more job opportunities than the others over the next few years?
3: Yes, definitely. So um, through SA Works, we and the San Antonio Economic Development Foundation, we've identified the in-demand industries that are going to be hot for the next 20-some-odd, 30 years. Um, Obviously, that's IT, cybersecurity, I mean, being the number two market outside of the Maryland, D.C. area, we know that that's going to flourish. Our health and biosciences, and of course, our advanced manufacturing. Um, manufacturing has come a long way. It is no longer working in a dirty warehouse. It is robotics and it is amazing assembly line and high tech uh, machinery. So we want our students to know that when they get out of high school, there are jobs immediately in those three industries. So um, Nikki works a lot with the schools on making sure that they know these job opportunities, they work with these employers um, so that their students realize there's something else for them if they choose not to uh, directly go into higher education.
0: Yeah, maybe the the Gigafactory should have ended up in San Antonio. As uh, I've been reading articles on the delays on the Tesla Model Three, and that's all related to software and programming issues with the robotics on the batteries. It sounds like so. Um, yeah, the manufacturing these days is is no longer uh, just sticking stuff together manually on an assembly line. It's uh, actually setting up and and programming the machines. Uh, Uh, I think Toyota does an amazing job here. We uh, took our company down for a tour, but they tour school kids through there all the time as well so that they can see what does uh, manufacturing look like these days. Um, And while there's people touching all sorts of complicated stuff on the car, uh, there's a a lot of that uh, assembly line has definitely changed since the original uh, Henry Ford first one back 100 years ago.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, Toyota is a a front runner in San Antonio for making sure they're getting into education. Um, Not only, as you mentioned, do they bring students to them, they take their robotics and put them in the classrooms. So um, actually, in conjunction with Southwest ISD, they are starting a cast STEM high school within Southwest ISD. And um, they've uh, put over their own robotics so that the students are learning on um, on their machinery I mean it's brilliant they want these students to drink the kool aid very at a very young age
0: yeah no I mean that's and that's what kids want when they graduate from school you want to work on things that are exciting and interesting to you but that are actually real world uh, practical as well Absolutely so I mean because you could learn on an Arduino kit and a bunch of these other uh, Lego robotics and all the rest of that 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 and then you're gonna have to go relearn how to talk to the actual um, commercial, additions of all of those things. So you can teach the kids the concepts in maybe middle school um, or elementary school with some of those, the uh, easier to program things. But as you get into high school, um, if they're ready to take calculus, they can also be ready to program robots, maybe even not requiring calculus.
2: Absolutely. And I think another key uh, point to the students is I always tell them 60% of the jobs you're going to do aren't created yet. Technology has rapidly just changed the way that we do everything. And so... That creative spirit that they have, that entrepreneurship, everything that they want and crave, they can get in the IT industry the manufacturing because it is changing so rapidly. So I like to tell them, if you can think of it, if you can make something better, um, do it because you learn what, what they're doing now and then you make it better.
0: Yeah, and, and that's one of these things that's really interesting. You say 60% of the job's not created yet, and everyone right now, there's a, a lot of talk of the AI is going to eliminate all of the jobs. And uh, I think it's just with any uh, technological change all the way back to the, the combine, uh, the internal combustion engine, all of these things massively changed our, our labor force uh And everyone said each time all of this, you can go back and read articles from the 1800s that um, now that we've got mechanized farming, that we're all going to be out of work. Um, (laughs) And then you you had the um, manufacturing went through this phase of automation and there's now still lots of jobs and we're talking right now about more jobs in manufacturing here still over the the next 20 and 30 years in san antonio so i think yeah we don't even know what these jobs are right now but education systems asking kids to pick a career which is it's a a tricky balance uh And this is one why this is a complicated topic and that we're going to continue discussing because the more we can get this out there and get folks thinking about how do we navigate this and how do we solve it, um, the better off we're going to set ourselves up as a, a city for success. Um, as a country for success, and then all of those individual kids and those families uh, to give them the opportunity as well. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Cyber Talk Radio on 1200 WAI. I'm joined this week by the staff at SA Works, and we're talking technology uh, and cyber career and just workforce development here in San Antonio. If you uh, missed the start of the program and would like to listen to the program in its entirety, uh, you can go onto our website www.cybertalkradio.com Dot com on Tuesday uh, following this broadcast here on Saturday night. If you happen to be listening to us on one of those rebroadcasts or replays, thank you very much. If you wanted to listen somewhere else other than from our website, uh, you can do that via iTunes podcasts, uh, Pocket Cast on an Android device, uh, as well as a, a YouTube channel if you'd like to see an amazing still photo in the background. Because uh, while we're on the radio here, uh, we could record video we choose not to. It makes the production much more difficult because uh, then you will see all the, the bad hand motions and everything else that I'm doing while we, we have this conversation. For folks that wanted to get in contact with SA Works and get engaged, so you said there's some corporate sponsorship and participation from employers, um, their school districts and students. So uh, how do those folks reach out uh, to you and get involved with SA Works?
3: So I'd say the best way for whether it be a student, an employer, an educator, is to go online at sanantonioworks.org. That is our website, and that has multiple entry points for you to get registered with SA Works, get more information, get in contact with Nikki or myself, so that we can find the right program for you.
0: So uh, we we talked... A, a bit about a job shadowing program uh, related to cyber here that happened um, in the last couple of months. Uh, so if you're listening to a recording of this, this was on, we uh, went on the air on November 11th. Uh, so this job shadow day happened in October.
3: October 26th.
0: Yeah. So as, that's as one example of a, of a, a program. Uh, so what other type of programs uh, does SA Works run uh, with students and with the community
3: sure so kind of our marquee uh, program is our summer internship program this is a paid internship with various industries across the city it's not just the in-demand industries but we have everything from manufacturing to retail to hospitality to um, healthcare, care IT cyber um, so we really want to op- offer a very large broad opportunity for students um, students sign up on our website They then tell us a little bit about themselves, what they're studying in school, what their certifications are, if they have anything. Um, And then employers sign up as well. And as Nikki alluded to, it then becomes kind of a match.com. So the employers are really getting um, students who have been studying within their industry uh, for the summer. And then the employers go on their their typical hiring um, pathway, they'll interview the students and then they decide um, how long they work. What the um, the pay rate is, you know, we obviously have recommendations. Pretty much, most of ours are about nine to ten dollars an hour, which is great for a high school student. Um, and then they they figure out all the work hours and things like that. And essay works really from the very beginning. Um, Nikki does a phenomenal job of onboarding these students and making sure that they're prepared.
0: So that program, and we're going uh, talking to folks here now in the the fall. Uh, So this would be for interns coming through next summer. So if I was an employer and I wanted to register for this program, what's my deadline to get involved?
3: So deadline is um, by mid-March. We would like to have all the students. um, Students will start applying end of February. Employers will start posting their job descriptions in the end of February. By mid to late March, we hope to have the students place because, as you know, they want to know what they're doing for the summer. And um, over spring break is usually a good time to get them engaged um, to start applying for these jobs.
2: And I'd like to add that it's very much the employer and the student. We do a sort of vetting process. Um, Employers know they're going to get a great candidate by coming through us. But all the interviewing, everything's done so the employer has that autonomy to pick who they want. Um, It's done with a resume references just like the real world. This isn't given to you uh, and is very much earned based on your credentials as a student.
0: And then for the students uh, looking to get involved here, uh, if I'm a high school junior going into my senior year, if I'm a high school sophomore going into my junior year, what are the requirements for me as a, a student to get involved?
2: So it's age 16 and up through essay works. We do have a partner uh, family services that will offer 14 to 17 that we work with, but the requirements are a resume and two references, preferably not your parents. We want references um, like work references. Um, and just a general interest because we look at it all and if there's something that doesn't seem right on the resume, I work very hard with the students to give them feedback before we send it to an employer. Yeah,
0: yeah, be nice to one of your teachers. Yes. Yeah. Get get involved in something out in your community where an sure. adult and a community organization will give you a reference, whether uh, no matter what it is, there's things you can do out there to build those initial references and build those uh, relationships. So somebody else will stand up for you and say that, yes, this is a trustworthy person that's going to show up and work hard because that's step one. You won't do those things. It doesn't matter what you skills you've learned. Um, you've got to be trustworthy, and you've got to be willing to show up and, and work hard every day. We're going to take a break uh, for the news, traffic, and weather update here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, as we come back uh, with the team at SA Works, we're going to go uh, deep into what does uh, really one of these days look like from an employer perspective on a job shadowing or uh, other activity, and uh, what does it really take for you to get involved because it's uh, not as difficult as it may all sound.